and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have a very energetic woman of inspiration for you, Donna Sedula. Donna pioneered the concept of LinkedIn profile optimization and is the author of LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies. Through her website, LinkedInMakeover.com, Donna and her team of 40 writers help thousands of LinkedIn users strategically write their LinkedIn profile in order to engage with their audience and grow their brand. Your LinkedIn profile is essentially a platform to shape how others see you, highlight your abilities, products or services, and explain how your work impacts lives. Yet many people simply copy and paste their resume and expect job offers and networking opportunities to start rolling in, but that isn't how it works. LinkedIn profile optimization for dummies show you how to create a profile that enhances your personal brand, controls how others see you, and shape a successful future for your career. Now don't ignore it, dominate it. LinkedIn is the largest professional social networking site out there and people are using it to research you. Just to mention a couple of statistics. 80% of the companies out there today are using LinkedIn to find potential employees. Three out of four people use LinkedIn for everything to do with business. 64% agree that LinkedIn helps develop relationships and grow new businesses and lots more. Your LinkedIn profile is your chance to wow your readers. It's your chance to engage and forge a relationship. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. You never get a second chance to make a great first impression. It's now time to tune in to this energetic woman of inspiration. Enjoy. So today we have a very special guest for you, all the way from Philadelphia. For those that don't know what that is, I'm sure you do though. We were just having a chat. It's uh, Just remember the movie Rocky. I don't even. I was about to sing and do the whole song bit, but I thought I better not. Um, so we've got Donna Sedula, uh, and welcome to I Am One Project. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I was just saying to Donna, we're going to have some fun. Just her energy, uh, very uplifting. We're just comparing times. It's seven o'clock Saturday morning, and it's a Friday night at her end of the world. It's 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 the end of the day. We're ready to close down shop. Mm. So what I'm really excited about for today, Donna being on the show, is she uh, basically her website is LinkedIn Makeover and we've never had anyone on the show in the last couple of years that have talked us through LinkedIn. So 
I'm really interested and I can't wait to really unpack that. But before we do, Donna, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration, what's your unique story? So how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, well, I have an odd niche. We we write LinkedIn profiles for professionals and entrepreneurs all over the world. Um, I joined LinkedIn back in 2005, a very, very long time ago. But I will tell you this, when I joined it, I thought it was useless and a big waste of time. And like most people do, I think. Um, but I, I really got involved in LinkedIn because I, I got a, a territory. I was in sales and marketing and I needed to grow that territory. And I was, I did what most people do back then. I, I, I started to cold call and it didn't take me very long to, to realize that when I was cold calling, trying to build business, people were checking me out. They were Googling my name. And what was popping up more often than, than not was just my LinkedIn profile. And back then, my, my LinkedIn profile looked like my resume. It was out of date and it was dull and it was dry and it was boring. And I realized that, you know, this is a, a chance to really brand yourself, tell your story, forge a relationship much sooner. And it was through that that, you know, I did it for myself. I, I found amazing success uh, with that territory. And I decided that I needed to start a business and help others tell their story on LinkedIn. Mm, so really, it's the, so from, because I've always looked at LinkedIn as a professional platform, but I've never mm-hmm. looked at it from a storytelling point of view, which I really love that you actually unpack somebody's story. Yeah, because most people, I mean, I would say it's like 95% of the users on LinkedIn, when, when they sign up, they're confronted with a profile and they're like, it looks like my resume. Let me just copy and paste my CV in there. And, and they do that. But what they're not thinking is, wait, I'm not always on LinkedIn for job search. You know, sometimes I'm on it for marketing. Sometimes I'm on it for reputation management. Maybe I'm on it because I want people to see my expertise. And everyone's goal is different. And so that profile should be written differently for the different audiences, for the different goals that you have. Mm. So I was mentioning for our listeners, I was just saying to Donna that I've just noticed LinkedIn all of a sudden just gone a little bit crazy. I'm getting lots of invites. So how do we know who to accept? How do we know who to connect with? Well, I would say this. If if you receive an invitation on LinkedIn, look at the person's profile and, and say, all right, maybe I don't know them, but they look professional. You know, they're within my industry. They know people that I know. And in that situation, it's very safe to accept them. And if they then spam you, you can always remove them. But here's the thing. I I think a lot of people take too conservative an approach on LinkedIn in terms of connections. They're so worried. Do I know them? Do I trust them? I, I don't know who this person is. The truth of the matter is opportunity stems typically from the unknown. And so you want to put yourself out there. You want to connect, maybe not low and wide, but if people want to connect with you, accept their connections and you might be surprised at what hits you. Because I find that um, there's always a bit of a sales pitch that comes with, I always receive in my inbox after I accept that, you know, they're trying to sell something, a service or, and that's what I, I've never seen before. It's just seen, it's I probably only in the last 12 months, I've really seen a shift in LinkedIn. Is that um, Very, there has been a shift in link, LinkedIn, a huge one. They went through a huge interface 
redesign. And one of the, the, the aspects of this redesign is they really wanted to get their, their desktop and their mobile app in line. And what you're finding now is there's a lot more engagement than ever before because people no longer feel a need to get onto the laptop, their desktop version of LinkedIn. They're accessing it through their mobile phone, their mobile device. And that's a really good thing. In terms of spammers, Catherine, they're always going to be there. Um, and, and you just need to, when you're connecting, you, you check to see it. Do they look hinky? If they look hinky, then, then you say no. Um, but you never know. There, there's always a really a lot of opportunity out there. Mm, I love that. So, Donna, talk me through some of the radical shifts that uh, have taken shape during your journey um, while you've been doing this new business of yours. Like, What would be some of those shifts or some of the learnings that you've learned along the way? Mm, that's a wonderful question. You know, I think when I first started, it was just me you know, writing LinkedIn profiles in the dead of night on my little laptop. And, and, and I did that for, for quite some time uh, until the business shifted to the point where I, I couldn't do it by myself anymore. And, and I remember going to a coach and saying, Oh my gosh, I, I don't know how I can do this all. And, and the answer was, you've got to start outsourcing. You need to start bringing people on. And then I brought on two people who are still with me. And today I have 30 writers writing LinkedIn profiles, which sounds insane. Um, but we've written over 5,000 LinkedIn profiles since, since 2009. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy. I, it, it's truly crazy. But there is a huge need for people to, one, be on LinkedIn, but there's a need to have someone help them tell their story because it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you're capable of. I mean, you can be the best writer in the world, but when it comes to writing about yourself, that's hard. Mm, I know. And for our listeners, Donna and I were having a little bit of a chat because I was saying, gosh, I hope you haven't looked at my LinkedIn profile because I haven't done anything with it for quite some time. But um, what we were saying is uh, – Donna actually do do a lot of uh, of this work, but more so um, with a lot of men. And what we what we were sharing is, or what Donna was explaining is, probably more needed for us women because we tend to be a little bit more shy about speaking yeah. up and selling ourselves, and you know, really expressing our story. So maybe let's unpack yeah. that a little bit because we have a lot of yeah. women listeners. Oh, men have no problem saying, I took this company's revenues from zero to 500 million and I did it by myself. They have no problem uh, owning their successes, owning their accomplishments. Uh, men just naturally seem to just, they accept it and they love talking about it. Women, on the other hand, um, really struggle. And, and, and it's, it's true. We, we don't want to appear like we're bragging. Uh, we have a team behind us who's helped us and we don't want to, uh, not, not, you know, give credit only to ourselves. You know, we, we have a team who, who helps support us and, and drive us. So it's, it's really hard for women to own their accomplishments. And so when they come to writing their LinkedIn profile, they almost always never tell a complete or full story. 
Mm. So how do you help them unpack a story? Talk us through for our listeners. Uh, I'm sure they're curious as what would be some of those questions to unpack a story and I'm sure they'll reach out. What would be some of those questions you talk us through or take us through, I should say, uh, to unpack our story? You know, it's, it's always about, you know, talking through, you know, what are you most proud of? What did you do that truly warmed your heart that made you, you know, feel great? And, and we all have these moments that we remember. Um, and I will say this, Catherine, if, if you don't have these moments, you need to start journaling. It's very, very important. And it's one thing that I've found when working with clients, there's, there's a lot of clients who will say, you know, I'm so busy getting the ball to the other end of the court. I just don't stop and think about my accomplishments and my successes. And, and that's, that's hard. It's hard to remember them. Um, our, our memories are so short term, we don't even know how short term they are. But, you know, ultimately, I hope everyone who's listening will take if they take one piece of advice, it's it's to really journal your accomplishments and your successes. I know you think you're going to remember, but you never will. <laughs> so but journal them. But with that said, you know, think about these times that you're very proud of. And and as a woman talks about it, she'll bring in other people who helped other people who, who, you know, brought forth amazing ideas. And when we tell the story, it's, it's not just about saying, Hey, I did this, but it's, it's telling the full story. And when you tell the story on LinkedIn, it does, um, it it makes that person who's, who's, who's telling it, you know, it gives them that ownership but it doesn't do it in a way that sounds like they're bragging or that they're full of themselves. It's, it's really about telling it in a manner that, that brings all of these disparate, you know, parts in and, and then they do feel good and, and they're a little bit more apt to claim it. I love that. Well, journaling your accomplishments. I'm sitting here going, I couldn't tell you what my accomplishments are and I don't journal them. I journal, but I'm not about my accomplishments. Well, yeah. And, and we always think about well, what did you do during the day? And, and, and even if you think of your to-do list, when you do accomplish something, what do you do? You cross it off and then so you erase it. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things where we have to stop. We ha- when we do our to-do list, we've got to stop crossing them off and move them to another list that I did it. I got it done. And mm. I'm proud of it. I love that. I do cross mine off too, by the way. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And, and in some ways it feels good to cross it off. I know it does, but we would cross it off, we forget about it. We forget about all of these awesome things that we've done that, that comprise who we are professionally and personally. Mm, I love that. So Donna, for anyone um, that would like to embark on a new career or a new path, what would be some advice that you would give them? You know, when when you're ready to make that that, that change, and, and I'm going to keep it to my little area of the world, which is LinkedIn. And that is really use LinkedIn as that introduction and, and tell the world very specifically what you want. Because if you don't say it, no one else is going to be able to guess it. And so as you're transitioning, as you're moving to something new, you know, put it into writing, put it on LinkedIn. Um, you use that summary and, and, and really state um, very, very, very concisely, but very clearly, you know, these are the things that I've done. This is, this is how they relate to what I want to do. And, and this is why I want to do it. Um, it's one of those things. And I, I said it before, but 
so, so many of us, we have work, we have our lives, we have our family, we've got all of these things and, and we never really stop and to take the time to capture it and to write down, all right, where are we going? What are we doing? What are our goals? And, and also what have we, what have we accomplished that will fuel these goals? Mm, I do like that. And it's one of those things I think that, you know, I'm going to, I'm as I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm going to have to go back and do my, definitely my um, LinkedIn profile because I think it's one of those things you just put it up and you leave it. I mean, you've got, it sounds yeah. like you've got to keep it alive because you're constantly moving, you're constantly changing. You can't kind of put a profile up and then say it's, you know, it's done and leave it there for five years. Yeah. And, and I'm going to give you a tip, Catherine. Looking at your summary, you've written it in third person. I am going to challenge you to take it down and write it in first person. Wow. Thank you. And I'll tell you why. Everyone wants to write it in third person as it's a bio, but it's your it's your profile. You know, write it in first person. Use I. Use the, you know, say who you are. And, and when you do that, you bring the reader of that profile so much more closer to you. Mm, that's a good pickup. Thank you so much. And it goes back to, I don't want it to be about me. It's yeah, about, I want, I want it, I'm doing this for other people. Everything that I do is about transforming others. It's not about me. Well, then you know what we're going to do, Catherine? We're going to write in <laughs> second person. Write it in second person. Use the you. Talk directly to your audience. It's so powerful. So powerful to do it that way. Mm, I like that. I really like that. I'm going to do that. Thank you so much. Love it. So what have been some of your lessons learned along the way? So some of your great lessons. Some of my great lessons. Mm. Um, see, it's, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Right. Is, that, is, that a, is that a horrible lesson to have No. So talk me through that. I'm really curious now. I think it was my old boss who had told me that, but sometimes you just have to do what you feel is right. And if you are wrong, it's just easier just to say, I'm sorry than it is to, to actually ask the person if you can do it, just do it. And then you can always come back and, and apologize if you have to. Right. That's really interesting. I like that. It's very different. I think I probably tend to go for the permission first. And then well, most and most women do. Yeah, most women do. I, I think it's it's kind of like a a different way of thinking. It's like just do what you know is right. Do what you know is right, and um, and you know take take the lead, and um, and then say sorry later if you mess up. Hopefully you won't mess up though. That's 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 really I guess what this is about is trying yeah. not to mess up. But if you do, it's it's easier to just say you're sorry than it is to actually ask permission to do it. Yeah, and it's okay to mess up. I think that's how we learn, right? Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. Mm. So Donna, the other thing that we love to ask our women of inspiration is about pain points. Everyone has pain points. So when we think about pain points, what would be some of your pain points that you stumble over on a day-to-day basis? I think it always comes down to, in terms of pain point, it's delegation. Yeah. And it's so hard. It's so hard to to have other people do do things and 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 it's 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 so rough but ultimately 
you know, you look at those big leaders in this world, you know, you know, they're not, <laughs> they're not emptying out their trash can and they're not doing their own email and they're busy doing stuff. So it's, it's one of those things that I think I need to, to, to recognize it, but I think everyone does. It's okay to, to ask for help. It's okay to, to push projects onto other people and, and give them a chance to, to try new things out and shine. You know, I had one of those moments where um, one an aha moment that I would like to share that I used to always uh, not 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 be afraid, but I didn't didn't want to ask for help because I always didn't want people to think I was incapable of doing my role or doing my job or whatever that may be. So I wouldn't ask for help. But the way that I could have I sort of transformed my thinking was to actually say, you know, by asking for help, you're actually empowering others. You're actually delegating. Because for me, delegation was a big thing too. Like I found it really difficult to delegate, not because of lack of trust or control or anything like that. It was more so that I was burdening others with more work to do. So, so I would just rather burden myself. Um, but you know, as soon as I, I I just transformed the way that I was thinking to like, you're actually empowering people. You're actually saying, I trust you and they're learning from it and, you know, um, taking the lead. Yeah, I, I remember this is kind of, this kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying. Years ago, when I'd started my business, I, I could not keep my house clean. I was, I, all I was doing was the business and my house was getting crazy. And I remember someone said, why don't you hire a, a person to come in and clean your house? And this seemed like such a strange thing for me. I'm like, you know, how could I do that? And, and they said, you're actually helping another person with their own business. Yep. And as soon as I, I realized that I was empowering this woman to have her own business, cleaning houses, I was contributing to that. It was like a really great thing. I felt great about it. And I no longer felt like it was like a silly thing for me to do. Mm, I know. I, I went through exactly the same thing. I was uh, I was cleaning my house for many many years, but once again I couldn't juggle the the two, so um, I give I had to give one away. So it was either my business or cleaning my house. So I stuck with my <sighs> business and gave away cleaning the house. Yeah, it, I think we all we all have that. It's it's you have such a short amount of of hours. What do you want to do? Make your bed or or you know do something else? And it's it's making the bed and cleaning the kitchen always fall on the lower end of the scale. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Donna, going back to LinkedIn, do you think that, because one of the questions I had in mind is, and what do you think is uh, one of the reasons that most individuals fail to succeed in business? And if we link that back to LinkedIn, um, is it, it's obviously all around profile. Yeah. Well, the profile is the the foundation. And most people, like I said, simply copy and paste a resume or a bio, and then they just, they never bother with it. Um, but you really do need to be very, very specific. You know, what is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? Who is your target audience? What do they need to know about you? And then also thinking in terms of the keywords. Um, most people don't even think about that. But with LinkedIn, LinkedIn isn't just a social network or a professional network. It is a search engine. And, and people are going on LinkedIn and they're putting in their pain points, hoping to find someone who can help them. And if you're not thinking strategically as to if a person doesn't know I exist, but they need my help, what are those words? What are those key words that they're typing? You need to take those key words. You need to infuse them in your profile. If you don't do that, you will never get found. You will never find opportunity. So it's, it's one of those things where the people who aren't who aren't faring on LinkedIn, they're not faring well because they're not 
putting forth the proper amount of effort. It's not a lot of effort, Catherine, mm. but it's just enough to say, what are those keywords? Make sure those keywords are in your profile. Because when a person is searching, you will then pop up in the search results. And then if they look at your profile, make sure that they see something that's really interesting and engaging. Here's the other thing, Catherine. Make sure you have your phone number in there or your, your email address or, or your website so people can then contact you. Um, that's, that's also really, really important. You know, Give them a call to action so they know where to go rather than surf off to the next profile. Hmm, that's something I haven't done either is put my phone number or email address on there. Yeah, people always say, my phone's not ringing. Well, your phone's not ringing because you didn't tell them <laughs> what, what number to call. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I remember when I did my LinkedIn, uh, you know, years ago, it was about, I think that, you know, uh, the actual title in itself, when you, the description, it's about if your name was up on a billboard, what it would say. It's not about who you work for. It's about you. And I think that's yes. where people get it wrong. They actually tend to focus more around their company and what they've achieved. And it's all about the company, but it's not about them. Yeah, exactly. And and if you, even if you think about it in terms of the you know, if you are an employee with your employer, what's the employer's number one asset? It's their employees. And so really they want the employees to look great because when the employees look great, those companies are going to be able to recruit and attract top-notch talent because top-notch talent wants to work with other top-notch talent. So if you can showcase yourself as top-notch, it's not just going to help you, it's also going to help your company. Mm, so true. And I think the other thing that surprises me is how many people still don't have a photo uh, on their profile. Yeah. You know, they just have the their, um, uh, their abbreviation, you know, CP, whatever that may be, and not actually have a photo. When, you know, when you look at sort of neuroscience and looking at the brain, we actually connect with faces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So quite often you'll, you'll, you know, I do that. I have to say that I scan through and I see, you know, um, you know, whether they've got, if they don't have a face and I can't see that person, I don't know that I can accept that person because I don't know who that, who's behind that initial. Yeah. And you wonder if they're serious. Yeah. Like, is this a serious person? I mean, clearly they're not professional if they're not going to put their stuff up there. But in fact, in, in addition to that profile picture, they now have a, a background image yeah. that you can upload. And I find the background image is now almost just as important as that profile picture. And, and you want to upload a background image that illustrates your brand to, to very subtly um, illustrate, you know, who you are and what you do, because people will see that picture and, and, you know, maybe it's a mountain climber and, but that kind of then conveys to the, that reader that you do, that you're able to do like really hard tasks <laughs> and, and it's, it's a good thing. So, you know, don't forget the other imagery that's there. It's the profile picture, there's the background graphic, and then there's, you can upload multimedia files as well. Mm. I remember some years ago, you were able to actually just press this button and it would turn, you had all these different templates, resume templates, you can actually turn your LinkedIn profile into a resume. Do they still do yeah. that? No, <laughs> they took that away. Uh, and that was, a. It, here's the thing though, your LinkedIn profile is not your resume. Your yeah. Your resume is your professional past. Your LinkedIn profile is your career future. 
And so you really need to write it in a future-oriented type of way and very specifically to a wider goal. Your resume or your CV should be very specifically aligned to the job that you're going after. The other reason why you don't want to just simply, even if you're a job seeker, you simply don't want to copy and paste a resume into your LinkedIn profile. Think of it yourself. If you found this fantastic candidate, you landed on their profile, you've read this profile, it sounds great. And you say, hey, uh, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Candidate, can you please uh, send me your resume? I'd like to learn a little bit more about you. And the resume is identical (laughs) to what they just read. They're going to be disappointed. And they're going to think, I guess that's all they, they do. There's nothing more to it. So it's really important that the profile and the resume build upon each other, that it, they're not they're not redundant. They're not duplicates. That's interesting because I've always thought you had – well, obviously you had the – how you describe yourself, a bit of an executive summary and then obviously a little bit around your past. But it's interesting because it's 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 you're right, absolutely you're right. Because when somebody reaches out, they do ask your your resume, and it mm-hmm. may come across things exactly the same. Do you know? Yeah. So what you're saying, if you're saying LinkedIn, you got to build LinkedIn for your future, and you also mentioned, uh, you know, tell the world what you want. So how does that look like? I mean, give us some examples. Mm-hmm. So within the summary, and a lot, oftentimes people just totally skip the summary. But it's that summary section where, you know, I look at it as a professional manifesto. This is where you you tell your why you introduce yourself, you you talk about your passion, you talk about your mission, um, you, you talk about the, the, the value that you bring. Um, but even more importantly, you, you need to talk about, you know, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? People can't help you if they don't know what you want. And so it's very, very, very important um, to, to be clear. Now, clearly there's times when you can't. If you're working for an employer, you can't say, I'm looking for opportunities outside of here. Uh, so that's, you know, sometimes you've got to weigh it and, and say, all right, in that situation, maybe I can't say exactly what I want. But you can say that you're open to opportunities or you can at least just give enough information that a person says, all right, well, they're 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 interested. They're open. They're, clearly, they take this um, seriously. They're, they're staying relevant. Um, you know, and, and in that situation, uh, recruiters and hiring managers could reach out to you. But it's not always not always the, those people. I mean, it could be partnerships. It could be people who who want to you know provide funding. So don't think of LinkedIn as purely a job search platform. Mm, and it's it's I was because I was actually thinking about what about if it's an individual that actually works for a company, but if it's meant to be future based or uh, future focused, then how do you word that so that it doesn't look like that? Um, you know, I'm open to any other opportunities that are out there. Well, you know what? In some ways, though, I mean, this might sound crazy, but I don't think it's a bad thing for companies to realize that you're always open. It it, it could it could force them to treat you a little bit better to retain you. So true. Absolutely. I love that. So, Donna, what advice would you give your younger self? Uh, a younger self or my younger self? Oh, a, a, a or your younger self. Your younger self. Well, I, I will say this. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I look back and I'm happy with the, with the risks that I took. Um, but I will say, I don't know how it is where you are, but here in the U S I see a lot of, a lot of young people, um, going 
going to college, going to university and financing it through loans. And they get out with a, uh, you know, a bachelor's of arts and uh, they're a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And so <laughs> this is something that I'm living with my stepdaughters and, and something that I'm trying to teach them. And that is be smart, <laughs> be smart with debt. Um, don't, don't, don't go crazy with student loans, find other ways of, of making it work for you. So you're not a slave for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. That's a good piece of advice. I like that. So when you're saying going for loans, going for, um, actual bank loans to, so that they could actually put themselves into a university. Well, I, I just I just want people to recognize that students that there's there's other options there's yeah. other options out there, but you know ultimately I think bringing it back to what what we're doing, it's it's never too 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 early to start. Get yourself that LinkedIn profile, tell your story early, forge that foundation, and and move forward. Always, always keeping a nest egg, making smart decisions. So you're never in a situation where you're taking a job and it's a toxic environment and you can't leave because you need to pay the bills. So what would be those other options then? So how would you, for example, when you were saying, so they would get a loan to get um, a no, I'm BA? Just, I'm, yeah, well, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not a financial advisor, but I just want kids to know you don't have to go into so much debt. There's other ways. There's other things that you can do. Look at options. Save money. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm in this midst of, of a stepdaughter who's in so much debt, and it just makes me cry. It just makes yeah. me cry. I want her to do so well. Yeah, of course. And I think when you're, when you're talking about there's other ways, like I said, you can actually start building a profile, start, you know, I think that I so I know lots of people who haven't gone to the universities and they're quite high up in lots of organizations, but it's because they worked their way up. Oh, so they started I will tell you this. Somewhere. I will tell you this. When I first started my business, I was shocked at how many high level executives who do not have a college degree. Yep. Same. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I I was shocked. And and their their thought is if if I want to uh, if I wanted to have a college degree I'll hire someone with one. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I have that too. I know people that are quite high up in lots of organizations who have no college degrees, no nothing. They just work their way to uh, the top. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly, believe me, I'm pro-education. I'm, I'm totally pro-education. But I just, it's just one of those things. I, I, I see these kids and it just, it just, uh, I, I didn't ever have to worry about that, luckily. Mm. And um, I, I just don't know how they're going to, to get out from the debt. It's just enormous. It is, isn't it? And again, I don't know how it is where you are. But here in the US, it's, it's a, a very quiet situation that I think is going to blow up on us. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't tell you, uh, to be honest, I'm not that close to it, but um, I'm pretty sure it might be the same. Mm. So Donna, as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? You know, I, 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 I would want to say transformational. Mm. And you had asked me this question on our, the questionnaire, and I think I gave a totally different answer, but it's something that I've been thinking about. And 
And ultimately, when people come to us, what we offer is, is not a transactional experience. It's a very transformational experience. And, and my brand and, and what I'm about is helping people transform to their true authentic self. Oh, I love that. That's very deep. Well, thank you. So the other thing that we'd love to ask our woman of inspiration as we wrap up the show is to leave three shiny gold nuggets for our listeners. So Donna, what would be those three shiny gold nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? I would say the shiny gold nuggets would be one, do not ignore LinkedIn. It is out there. It's, it's still, it's, it's, it's so relevant um, and people are using it more than you, you recognize. So don't ignore it to optimize your profile really tell the world who you are, showcase yourself. And, and number three is, um, don't be shy. Own, own your successes, Mm. you know, just own it and put it out there. And good things happen when you, when you showcase your best, you attract the best. So, so go out there and, and shine. It's okay. Mm. I love that. Thank you. And for our listeners, uh, Donna actually uh, is the author of two books and one of them we were talking about before we got on the show was LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies and we were just saying how we love the For Dummies books. So um, highly recommend. I know that you're probably listening to this right now and probably have a thousand questions which you can reach out to Donna but also she does have a book um, that takes you through a step-by-step process and also Donna does give out a lot of her work uh, so I highly recommend that you check out her website but Donna for our listeners what's the best place to find you the best place to find me is well after my LinkedIn profile and presence um, is visit my website linkedin-makeover.com and we have tons of, of free resources. We have a LinkedIn headline generator app that you can download for free. Um, and we're, we're always giving away free information. I've got a great blog and, and I'm always giving out as much value as I can. Mm. Donna, thank you so much for your time, your energy. Just love your energy, your high vibe kind of woman. Love it. And um, <clears throat> um, I'm wishing you a fabulous weekend because it's your Friday. So you're about to step into your weekend. I am. I can't wait. And I, I, I don't know about you guys, but we're we're now finally in spring, and we've just had a hard, cold winter. And and I'm just so excited. It's it's a it's so nice and warm outside. It's it's about time. Oh, beautiful! Enjoy. Thank you. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram. 
Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself. <laughs>